Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey, hey y'all, this is Casey Hope with the Here's Hope podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you a little bit of what I shared with a group a few weeks ago. I was talking to a mom's group and something, a message we really put on my heart to share with them. And I think that it's relevant for all women, all ages, not just young moms. So as I was preparing to speak to this group, I really kind of started to think about what was I dealing with as a young mom? When my little ones were little, like what was going on? And sometimes things are going on that you don't really even notice it until you're looking back on it. And in this case, that's exactly what I found to be true. So I was looking back and reflecting and remembering that to my life in this particular church that I was going to be speaking in, two stories popped in my mind that happened at that church back when my children were small because I took my kids to the Mom's Day Out program at that church. And so during that time, when they're little, you know, newborn to two, three, four years old, I feel like there were so often times where comparison totally snuck in. I am looking at what are other moms dressing their kids in? What are they feeding their kids? What extracurricular activities do they have them in? Even at two, three, and four, you know, you want to make sure you are are making sure that your kid has got everything that they need to thrive and you're constantly comparing yourself, or I was anyway, comparing myself to what other moms were doing with their kids to make sure I was doing enough. I remember one story in particular. It's interesting because comparison can kind of do one of two things. Or it can actually do a lot of things. Let me take that back. But in these two cases, I can see comparison doing two totally opposite things as far as how it made me feel. So one instant at this church, I was part of the, the mom's group and you would, you know, go in. They had this really great like Bible study thing set up in the mornings where you could drop your kids off to be watched. You could go in with the adults. You could have breakfast and Bible study. And usually there was some sort of a craft involved. And so I was super excited because they said that the craft for the next week was you're supposed to bring a container of some sort, a decorative container. And what we were going to do, it was close to February. So we were going to write little things that we loved about our kids on little slips of paper, a little heart-shaped paper. And we're going to fill that container with things that we love about our kids. It was almost going to be like a candy jar, but instead of them pulling out bits of candy, they would pull out a note that you could read to them of all the ways that you love them. And every day they could go to that jar and pull something else out and read to them about things that you love about them. And I just thought that was a a fabulous idea. I loved it. 
I guess somewhere, I, I, I heard them say a decorative box. And my mind was like, okay, I'm going to decorate a box. I'm an artist. I love doing this kind of stuff. And so I remember going to Hobby Lobby and I found a blank craft box, like a square box, and it had a lid. And then I bought some different paints. I knew I wanted to paint it since it was going to be for Valentine's Day. I wanted some bright pinks and some light pinks. And I wanted some glitter paint. I found some glitter paint. And I wanted to take some cute scrapbook paper and cut it in a heart and Mod Podge it to the box. And so I got Mod Podge and scrapbook paper. And then I saw little small circles that are flat on one side that I thought would be great to paint those really cute and glue them on the bottom of the box so that the box was kind of, you know, standing up kind of on a little, just a little bit of a lift. And then I took the other round knob and painted it cute and put it on the top and glued it on the top of the box. So like a little pull on the top. And I just loved this box. I thought it was so cute. I had so much fun doing it. I put all of my artistic gifts and love of color and glitter into that box. And I had it in my Hobby Lobby bag and I took it into that meeting that next week. And the first thing we did, you know, we had breakfast, we had Bible study, and then it was time to go to the craft portion of the morning. And I remember going, I had my friend sitting next to me and, you know, they said, everybody go ahead and take out your containers. And as I saw all the other people taking out their containers, it hit me that I kind of misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) I kind of went a little overboard on what was expected because everybody else was pulling out like pre-bought boxes or mason jars with just a little bit of ribbon around it. Nobody went full on crazy town decorating this box. That wasn't the main activity. Like the main activity was filling it with the positive words for our kids. And so as I see everybody else pulling out fairly plain boxes or containers, I just felt like there is no way I'm pulling this box out. I am not about to do it. I'm not going to do it. And my friend uh, sitting next to me, she was saying, she was like, she was giggling and she said, pull it out. Why are you being like that? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I am not about to do that. If I pull this out, everybody's going to think that I am trying to just show off because it was over and beyond what everybody else did. They're going to think that I'm trying to be like, oh, look at me. I own an art studio. Look at my box. Like I was not about to pull it out. I wasn't going to do it. I kept it in that box and I just, I laugh about it now, but I remember that feeling of you cannot let anybody see this because they are going to think that you like are really trying to show off a little bit here. (laughs) Now, Looking back, would anybody have thought that? Probably not. They, I think that it would honestly have inspired some people to maybe go decorate a box, maybe do that as an activity with their kids. I don't think anybody in that room would have thought anything about it, but there was some sort of insecurity that popped up inside of me because I was comparing what I had done to everybody else. And it made me feel like, oh, okay, so you're just a little too much. You need to simmer down. Keep your gifts in that bag under the table. (laughs) You know, like metaphorically, it's almost as if like, don't shine too bright. You're, you're a little bit different in some areas. Like don't, don't let that gift be too big and bold and in people's face. And there was just something that was in my own head that nobody else put on me other than my stinking thinking that made me feel like I was too much. Like, I just need to keep this downplayed. See, that was one, you know, one side of what comparison did to me. 
But then I also saw the pendulum swing to the complete other side, and I've seen comparison do complete other things. So another story in that same church, my son, it was, uh, he was one year old. I had just started taking him to the Mom's Day Out program there. And it happened to be Halloween. And my daughter, who's a few years older, I, of course, dressed her up for Halloween and sent her to school. And I had bought a little Halloween outfit for my son that I was going to um, dress him up, you know, that night. I thought, surely they do not want me to dress up a one-year-old for school because I'm thinking... Like, you have to still feed him. You have to change his diapers. He's not walking yet. So, like, you literally have to, you know, just pick him up, do all the things. There's nap time. There's all kinds of different scenarios where I could see that this outfit was not going to be ideal for a one-year-old. And so, I thought, okay, I'm not dressing him up. I don't think his teachers want us to. And so, then I get to school, and y'all know, every other kid in the class is dressed so super cute. I mean, you've got the cute little bumblebees and the puppy dogs and the characters and all the cuteness that you mean, especially when they're at that one year, like one and two, they're so cute in those little outfits and everybody was so cute. And there was my son just in plain old clothes and nothing special. And I felt so little and so small and so stupid. Like what in the world, Casey? Why did you just assume that nobody was going to dress up? And y'all, to make it even worse, Halloween is his birthday. Like it's his birthday. That should be the day that he is the star of the show. Like it is his day. (laughs) It's his actual birthday. And I just assumed that, you know, they wouldn't want him to dress up. So there I left because I'm looking at what all the other moms did. Everybody else dressed up and I didn't dress my son up. And I left feeling feeling so like just stupid. And like, Casey, why wouldn't you go all out for your son's birthday? Why wouldn't you? Why do you just assume? Why don't you ask somebody like all those things? And I just felt like, ugh. So you see, in one instance, comparison made me feel like I was too much and needed to simmer down a bit. In another instance, it made me feel like I was not enough. Neither one of those are accurate. But don't we do that all the time? No matter if you're a young mom or not, do you? Do you ever have that where you are comparing yourself to others and you feel one way or the other? You feel too much or not enough? I think it is something that just at all stages of life hits us a little bit differently. So if you have found yourself before, or maybe you are finding yourself now in a season where you have let comparison sneak back into that mind of yours, telling you lies, telling you you're not enough, telling you you're too much, whatever that lie, that stinking thinking is going on inside of your brain, I want to give you just a few little things to think about. And so number one, compare, you may have heard this before, compare leads to despair. Now, this is not something to do. This is a, a little mind thing that I want to kind of to teach you. It's a, a little few, few little rhymes that I think can help you overcome this comparison trap. So we know that comparison is the thief of joy. When we compare, it steals our joy one way or the other, okay? It steals our joy. So we know that compare leads to despair. So what are we going to do? I say we got to flip the script. 
Okay. So there is a script going on in your head, in your mind, from your brain that is playing, that is talking to you in this season of comparison with whatever area it is. And I don't, it's sometimes a very quiet thing that you might not even realize that it's saying of, uh, you'll never be like that, you know, or I mean, I don't know. There's so many little lies that can sneak in that the root of it is of comparison. So we've got to flip that script. And how do we flip it? If there is this lies that comes so naturally, the stinking thinking that comes so naturally, how are we going to flip the script? And I think the key is to have an attitude of gratitude. Now, as you were listening to this, we have just come out of the Thanksgiving season. So there's been a lot of talk about giving thanks. But giving thanks is not just a once a year kind of a thing. (laughs) Giving thanks has got to be a daily part of our lives. You know, so often throughout the Bible, it just tells us to, you know, in all circumstances, give thanks. Science is saying the same thing. Science is saying when we have um, gratefulness and thankfulness, it rewires our brain to where the situation that at one time felt too overwhelming or um, like we're not enough, we can flip the script and have an attitude of gratitude to where those same situations that we feel like, oh, we're just not ever living up to X, Y, and Z we can start to have gratitude for exactly where we are, for the blessings that God has given us. Personally, I think a great way to kind of be intentional about having an attitude of gratitude is to literally write what you're thankful for down. Now, that could look like having a gratitude journal, which I think is a great idea. It can be, we made on our Facebook page, if you want to go to the Pizzazz Facebook page, we showed you how to letter on one and decorate one. Just It was a $1 little craft book that I got from Walmart, and I showed you, took you through how to make it cute and turn it into a gratitude journal. Just by jotting down what you are thankful for, that is a great way to flip the script and have that attitude of gratitude. Uh, planners I have seen, some daily planner calendar type things, have had spaces on the daily calendar that every day it just says three things I'm grateful for. That's another great practical way to work gratitude into your every day. I've heard some people say as soon as their eyes wake up, they have started a practice of um, of just like taking their 10 fingers and uh, going for 10 different things that they are thankful for before they even get out of bed because so many studies have shown how um, those first few moments of what you are thinking on and reflecting on, that really kind of changes the course of your day. And so those are just a few tangible things of how to flip the script and have an attitude of gratitude. But one thing I want to close with, and I think this is just a beautiful picture of and God and how he creates all of us with all these different talents and strengths and weaknesses and how we are all just, we're all just his special creation that are not like each other, but so special within ourselves. So let me explain what I mean, or let me give you an illustration, I should say, of something that I think points to this really well. A few weeks ago, I went to Nashville on a girl's trip with some um, some people I'm in a mastermind with. And Christy, the, our leader, Christy Wright, she was heading up this mastermind. And she said, she on the side, she said, Casey, I would love for you to surprise the girls with a paint night on our last night there. 
So on the last night of our weekend, we had some fancy chefs that came in and prepared a meal for us, and it was so nice. And then it came time for the surprise. And Christy was like, okay, next up, Casey is going to teach us these beautiful angel paintings. And everybody was so excited. They had seen the painting. They had already loved it. They were super excited to start painting it. And so we gathered around the bar in that kitchen at the Airbnb that we had rented, and we started painting. And I started teaching very similar to how I always do during our paint nights. But I didn't start the lesson the way I usually do. Sometimes in our studio, I know that women are going to start comparing each other. Like they're going to start saying, oh, mine doesn't look like Casey's. Mine doesn't look like yours. But they're going to start doing that. So I usually start off the night like telling everybody, okay, what is our goal tonight? (laughs) Our goal is to have fun and to leave with something you like. Our goal is not to make something that looks exactly like the other person's. And, you know, I do that whole spiel to really set people's intention. Well, I did not do that whole spill with these ladies. We had been together in a mastermind for about a year, and it's very focused on professional development and growth and all kinds of things, and I just didn't feel like I needed to have that spill with them. Well, I was wrong. (laughs) I need to have that talk with all ladies, all women, because... Wouldn't you know it, it was just a little bit into the paint night and they started, you started hearing the complaining and the, uh, mine doesn't look like hers. Look how perfect Michelle's is. That's so good. Or, uh, mine looks like it's one legged weird angel here. It looks like a little flamingo. And I mean, they just start, you know, start bashing their paintings, start comparing their things to other people, start comparing their wing size, you know, just comparison, comparison. And you could see that there were several of the ladies not happy with their paintings in the moment. Or I should say, maybe that's the wrong terminology. They weren't, it wasn't that they were not happy. There was just a little bit of comparison and that came out in their words. Um, They were having fun, but they were joking um, on their painting at the same time. But here's the deal. I could see that it was actually way better than they realized it. They couldn't see it because they were so zoomed in on one little portion. But I could see the big picture. And I knew that they were going to be really proud of themselves the next day. That's always an art rule that the next day it looks so much better. <laughs> and I knew that was going to happen. And I was like, y'all just be patient, trust the process. Tomorrow, y'all are going to love it. And so everybody went to bed after we were done. And I lined those paintings up on the bar to let them dry. The next morning when we came down and they were all lined up beside each other, they looked fabulous, y'all. So fabulous. I mean, everybody came down like, oh my gosh, this is like it should be in a museum. (laughs) They were so proud of their work. And somebody else told me that later that their daughter was looking at the pictures of all the ones lined up on the bar. And her daughter, I think she said she was like 13 years old, was looking at it, all those pictures of what we had done that night and all those you know, those ladies who were trying to compare and for a moment were happy because theirs didn't look like somebody else's. And this 13-year-old girl looked at them and she said, they're all so different. And that was true. They were all very different. They had the same paint colors, the same instruction, but they all took a little bit of a different, different spin. They were all so different. And the girl went on to say, they're all so different but they're all so beautiful. And man, isn't that a word for us today? Every single one of us, we are all so different. 
and all so beautiful. God has given each of you a gift, talents, unique things that are just just for you, that you don't need to be comparing to other people because God didn't give that little skill set or that little quirk or that interest or whatever to them. God didn't give your dreams to them. God didn't give their dreams to you. We're all so different and we're all so beautiful. And so going back to those little rhymes that I wanted you to remember earlier, compare leads to despair. We have got to flip the script and have an attitude of gratitude. I hope y'all enjoyed that podcast. Y'all be sure to go like, subscribe this, leave a review. Let us know how you're liking it. We like that feedback. And if you want to follow us on other social platforms on Instagram, it's Pizzazz Art Studio. Same for Facebook. And Pizzazz is P-Z-A-Z-Z. Pizzazz Art Studio. Go check us out and see what all we have to offer over there. 